Um, I had, I knew that my 12 week appointment was going to be in December, early December. And I was super excited to see my little bean. And I had already arranged, you know, Christmas photos (laughs) for our Christmas card announcing uh, our new addition to the family. So went in for my appointment and they could not find the heartbeat. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Hello and welcome back to the show. On today's episode, I am going to get into a personal story, um, something that people don't often share a lot of, maybe more so now, um, but I'm going to talk about my experience with um, having two miscarriages in between both of my sons and um, experience some infertility. And the reason why I'm going to talk to you about this today is because I know a lot of women going through very similar situations, you know, um, through my coaching business, I deal with a lot of women and it's crazy the amount of people that have been okay with opening up to me about their own infertility or their pregnancy losses because of me sharing my own. And um, the next issue of Strong Fitness Magazine that's coming out in the fall is all about hormones. That is the theme. And so I just wrapped up my article um, that 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 I had written for the magazine. And I did share my own personal issues with, you know, my hormones being imbalanced Um, And that was the main reason why I ended up having two miscarriages in between my son, Jackson, and Logan. And I mean, oh my goodness. And I think if you're a mom, if you're listening in, you know that like motherhood is full of heartache, bliss, and everything in between. Um, But it's just so much more of that when you have to go through infertility. And it's such a roller coaster. And you know, now that I've had Logan and he's two and a half, he's crazy, by the way, he's like legit crazy. <laughs> um, And I remind myself every day, I wanted this, like I, I wanted, I wanted this little crazy guy, right? Um, But it's, you quickly forget what it took to get there. Um, I mean, I remember, but it it takes days where I have to remind myself, like, remember when you never thought you were going to have a second child. Um, 
you know, so I wanted to just share my experience with you guys today. I have actually a YouTube video. Um, you can search low progesterone and I'll probably pop up there. It's done quite well because um, a lot of women have low progesterone and progesterone is the main hormone that actually keeps your pregnancy for that first 12 week, especially that first trimester. That's that's what's keeping your pregnancy. So if you have low progesterone, um, you could very well um, not be able to get pregnant or you could miscarry. And I didn't know this going in. So going back to, um, you know, 2000 in... 17, I began to try for my second child. Um, I wasn't ready until then. I had Jackson in 2015 and my plan was to start trying before he turned two so I could have like that, you know, nice three-year gap. Didn't happen that way, (laughs) but that's what I was planning on. Uh, I was planning on that three-year gap and that way, you know, Jackson would have been a good age. Um, But yeah, so I started, we started trying and actually got pregnant right away, which I was, I could not believe because it did take about six months, six to seven months trying for Jackson. Um, but the second time around, it was quick. I got pregnant in September and I had gone in, uh, you know, for your typical six week check just to see if everything was all good. Saw the heartbeat. Um, And, you know, was sent off and booked my next appointment for the 12-week mark. Had all the symptoms, very, very tired, uh, like very, very tired this round. So that was maybe the one difference here between this pregnancy and the pregnancy that I had with Jackson, my only other pregnancy at that point. So the tiredness was real, but now looking back, I was tired ever since I had Jackson and I just basically chalked it up to, okay, I'm a mom. I'm not getting the amount of sleep that I used to get, you know, doing way more, uh, worrying way more. That's probably why I'm tired. But, um, you know, you know, after I dug a little deeper and I'll get into this a little later, I found out that it was my iron levels that were extremely low. So anyways, Going through the pregnancy, you know, very tired, having, you know, feeling sick, feeling nauseous, feeling very bloated. Um, I had, I knew that my 12-week appointment was going to be in December, early December, and I was super excited to see my little bean, and I had already arranged, you know, Christmas photos (laughs) for our Christmas card announcing uh, our new addition to the family. So went in for my appointment and they could not find the heartbeat. They could not even really find the um, embryo at that point. Like they, they, they saw it, but it was really small. I think it stopped developing at around the seven and a half to eight week mark. But I still felt very pregnant. So that is called a missed miscarriage. When your body still thinks it's pregnant, it's doing everything that it needs to do, but obviously the baby had stopped or the embryo had stopped developing. So I was completely in shock because again, you know, you feel you had this first 
successful pregnancy and you feel very pregnant and you're planning, of course, and you're so excited. And so when I found out, it literally felt like I got punched. And um, I went and I told Vince, who was sitting waiting in the waiting room, and he was completely shocked too. It was very, very emotional, of course. Um, I had told, you know, my friends and my family, like very close friends and family. So I had to tell them all that I had lost the baby. And then I was given the option of uh, a DNC or if I wanted to try, um, you know, waiting. But you never know how long that's going to be. So I decided to go get the DNC. It wasn't scheduled for like maybe like a week and a half later, which was extremely hard because your body again still thinks that it's pregnant and um you know you're just sort of waiting around because you know you know you know it's not alive anymore and there's nothing you can really do at that point so I went in for my DNC but operations like that in the hospital you're put you're you're basically at the end of the list so I waited there for the entire day, not eating anything. Um, you know, twelve hours had childcare for for Jackson, and but I don't know nine o'clock rolled around. I said I don't think I can like wait here any longer, and we decided to go home. And then I checked out, and then it started to happen. At that point, I got really scared. I had to go back through emergency, and I ended up going through the miscarriage naturally in the hospital. Um, and I'm thankful for that experience. You know, I, you know, saw everything that came out. It almost gave me the closure. Um, although it was a very long and hard process being there the whole day. Um, so anyways, I, I realized at that point, I want to, I want to try to dig a little deeper into this to find out why. Um, because that's just the type of person I am. And I went to, my natural path. And she said, okay, let's do some full blood work. Let's do a full thyroid panel. And um, let's also check your hormones too. So do the hormone testing uh, throughout the cycle. So I took that upon myself because I knew I'm probably not going to get into a fertility clinic right now because they usually want you to have two or three miscarriages before you're even accepted into a a fertility clinic here in Ontario, in Canada. So I just wanted to find out some things. Is there anything that I can do on my own, you know, through food, through supplements, um, you know, finding out if I'm lacking anything and to improve that? Because we all know when your body's in the very best conditioning and and you know it's it's um healthy you're going to have a higher chance to have a great healthy successful pregnancy hey i just wanted to take a little 1 minute pause and share with you that this episode is brought to you by my sponsors pure vital labs makers of my very favorite protein powder go to pvl.com to get 20% off your purchase using my code stronggirls20 all one word, all caps. That's pvl.com and discount code stronggirls20. So I started to do all the testing. Um, I found out fairly quickly that I was extremely low in iron. And I remember my naturopath saying, 
like, do you just feel like falling asleep all the time? And I said, yes, I'm extremely tired all the time. Like, I just remember, you know, at night walking up the stairs with Jackson, putting him to bed and feeling like I could just drop down and fall asleep like in a split second. And that's how I felt every single night. But I literally just thought that it was because I was a mom. So if you're feeling like this, definitely go get some tests done. It it helps. Um, so immediately after that, I started to um, I started a um, iron heme supplement, uh, which was very easily digestible. It doesn't cause constipation, um, and it was it, the brand is NFH, so it's called Iron Heme Sap. I still take it. Uh, I also increased my iron rich foods and I started to take a digestive enzyme with iron rich foods like, you know, dark chicken, um, beef. I would have beef one to two times per week, um, dark leafy green vegetables. So every time I ate a meal, I took a digestive enzyme just to ensure that I w- my body was able to actually absorb the iron I was eating from food. So, you know, and, and she said, it's not going to be overnight. It's going to take some time to build up those iron stores again. And it did. It took about three to four months to meet for me to start feeling a little bit better. And then by that six-month mark, oh my God, I felt so much better. But when we started the hormone testing, I actually ended up getting pregnant again. So I got pregnant again in February. So that didn't really, I couldn't really follow through on those tests. And this time around, I didn't really have a lot of symptoms. Uh, So that was sort of my first clue that this pregnancy didn't feel right. And I know that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a viable pregnancy, just putting that out there, because every pregnancy is different. But I sort of knew, like I knew, I mean, I, I was comparing it to how I felt with Jackson and I was comparing it to my last pregnancy and this just felt weird. And then um, I went for the ultrasound. They couldn't find any heartbeat. So um, it, you know, probably stopped growing right away. There was something wrong with it right away. And shortly after the ultrasound, I began to miscarry. So it was another natural um, miscarriage. And after that, I decided to follow through with all the hormone testing, and I found out that I did have low progesterone. So this is really when I started to take a deeper look into everything I was ingesting. So I looked at, you know, the food I was eating, and I started to clean up my nutrition, eating more whole foods and healthy fats. I drank a lot more water and I paid attention to what I was drinking it out of. So I changed uh, to glass instead of plastic. Um, I also examined what I was using in my household and putting on my body and really made an effort moving towards more natural cleaning and beauty products. I also uh, included a higher vitamin C dose, which is known to help increase natural progesterone levels. And I even went to acupuncture to promote natural progesterone. And I found a natural path. So I went to two natural paths, actually. I did some research and, you know, every natural path has 
you know, their own beliefs and also their own strengths too. So I went to another naturopath who I knew could um, actually prescribe me progesterone cream because the one thing that not a lot of people understand when you're going through something like this is that you want it to happen now. You know, I was 33. No, I was 34. And, um, you know, as women, you get to a certain age where you feel as though your clock is ticking, right? Um, And you really don't want to go through this for any longer than what you're going through. So um, that was another reason why I I sourced a natural path who could, um, you know, actually give me progesterone cream. So I started using that. And she also suggested when she gave it to me, give your body some time to get used to it, to build your progesterone levels up. So don't try. Don't try right now. And, And I went home and I said, Vince, we have to stop trying right now just for like a month or two. Because I want to, you know, get my progesterone levels up and make sure that they were good for when we eventually get pregnant again. So anyways, <laughs> this is long story short. I used the progesterone cream for one month and I one of the one of the symptoms for progesterone cream is to actually lengthen your cycle a little bit. And my cycles were quite short. Um, and it could have just been because of my two miscarriages sort of messing everything up because that's what can happen. My So when I started taking the progesterone cream, I realized my cycle had lengthened. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. So my cycle's lengthened. Um, and I had stopped the progesterone cream on like day 25. So then your period is supposed to come, you know, in the next two or three days after. But sometimes because you're using the progesterone cream, it could lengthen a little bit more. So anyways, just waiting for my period to come, waiting and waiting and waiting. And it never came. And I was like, okay, well, I probably should get a pregnancy test just to rule that out, not thinking at all that I would be pregnant because again, we were taking a break. And I was pregnant. (laughs) I was pregnant with Logan. And of course, I freaked out because I knew I wasn't supposed to be pregnant. I We were supposed to stop trying. And to be honest, I don't even know when this happened. <laughs> I don't even know when it happened. So, so strange. Anyways, that's another story. I freaked out, called my doctor because I didn't feel comfortable that my progesterone levels were at the point where they would be okay. So I begged my doctor on the phone if she could get me into a fertility clinic ASAP. Um, She agreed. She called one that's in Mississauga. I was in the East End. She got me in there and they got me in right away to do an an ultrasound. They found the heartbeat. Um, But since it was considered a higher risk pregnancy, you know, I was scheduled in to get an ultrasound. I believe it was every week, get my blood work done every week. And they also prescribed me um, heavier, heavier duty progesterone, which is not that pleasant to take when you're pregnant. It's an actual like suppository. So I had to do that. Um, but I was going to do whatever. I was literally going to do whatever it took. 
and uh, I drove every week across the city um, to get checked and to make sure that this pregnancy was okay. And it was. It was. I had my double rainbow baby, Logan. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, the first five to six months of that pregnancy, I was living in major fear. Major, major fear. And, you know, I'm just sharing this story because I know how many women are going through this and much more emotional cases than this. Um, I've heard a lot of IVF stories and just years and years of going through something like this. And let me tell you, my heart goes out to you. It really does. Um, you know, looking back, I only had to go through that for a very short period of time. And although it was some of my darkest moments, it was really only a short period of time because compared to so many women who have gone through fertility and loss for years and years and years, um, again, you are so strong and you are not alone. And the only reason why I'm talking about this is because you do feel like you're really alone when you're going through it. Um, it wasn't until when I started to tell people about my miscarriages tell people about what I went through, I would then hear their story. And that really opened up my eyes. You know, it's like, you know, people actually live in sadness alone because it's almost like you feel as though you did something. And that's such a common thing when you go through miscarriage. You like search your, you go through everything. Like, was it that glass of wine when I didn't know I was pregnant? Um, you know, did I exert myself too much? Like you, you almost want to blame yourself for it. And, um, and it's a really lonely, lonely feeling. So I just wanted to share my story with you, um, because, because I, I want you to know that you're not alone if you're going through something like this. And if you suspect you're experiencing hormonal imbalances or issues, please don't hesitate to be that squeaky wheel with your doctor or your naturopath or your acupuncturist or whomever you may choose to work with. Demand testing. Ask questions. Strive for answers. Think outside the box. You are your best advocate and no one knows your body like you do. Trust your intuition. And that was maybe one of my biggest lessons was to actually trust how I was feeling and, and what I wanted to get to the bottom of. I knew there was something up. And uh, if it wasn't for me, you know, outsourcing different doctors and just not listening to my family doctor, because that's another story. My family doctor was telling me that it wasn't my progesterone levels because progesterone isn't needed in the first trimester, which is completely wrong. And I couldn't believe that she was actually saying this to me. <laughs> um, but anyways, it, you know, you really have to take your health into your own hands and you got to ask questions and you got to get second opinions. And uh, for me to pay out of pocket for these tests were, was well worth it because it got me ahead. It got me ahead to figure out what was actually the issue. And then when I did get pregnant, I was 
could go right into the fertility clinic and and ask them for progesterone and and they gave it to me you know like if i didn't know that i w- that would have never happened anyways again i committed to myself after going through these dark moments that i would open up and share it and the reason why is because i feel like there's so many women going through this that don't uh you live in sadness you blame yourself um and i'm not saying that you know, I'm not comparing my infertility to anyone else's because I know that there have been women struggling for years and years and years and going through IVF and going through a lot of heartbreak and my heart goes out to you. You're not alone. And if we can just be more open talking about these things, um, I feel like it's just more healing, more healing for everyone. Um, and just knowing that I wasn't alone during that time was so huge for me. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. And I mean, if this has resonated with you, if this has helped you in any way, please share it. Or if you know somebody going through this, please share it with your friend. Uh, again, we are stronger together and I will chat with you guys soon. Bye now. And that's a wrap on another episode. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barnabelle Pay. Take care and stay strong.